want to say good morning to everyone. It's uh, wonderful to be in the house of God, and it's wonderful to be in our home branch. Uh, very, very blessed uh, to hear the beautiful day you had of the Doug and Sister Christine went to the waters of regeneration, their baptism, uh, and the experiences that came forth that day were very beautiful and uh, filled our heart with uh, joy and happiness. And we're happy for everyone who surrenders their life to the Lord. We rejoiced in the class this morning that Brother AJ gave uh, concerning Christ and the fact that he was with the Father from the foundation of the world, and he is the express, express image of the Father in all things. And our brother shared with us all uh, the beautiful words in the Old Testament that all signify of the greatness of the Lord Jesus Christ in our life. But I hope that in addition to what he presented, that you could all testify within your lives and within your heart of the greatness of the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope that what you've experienced in serving him would testify that he is truly our Savior, the Redeemer of all the world. And my theme today is victory in Jesus. We often sing that song, and it is the Lord's desire for each of us that we might lead a victorious life in Christ. Not on our own strength or with our own abilities, but with the strength and the abilities that God would give us. And uh, this is the Apostle Paul writings in Romans, the 8th chapter, the 35th verse. He says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulations or distress or persecutions or famine or nakedness or peril or the sword? Nay, he says, he answers the question, all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What does a victorious life in Christ look like to you? I had the opportunity to go to conference and see uh, so many wonderful brothers and sisters. I always enjoy hearing their testimonies on how God had interceded in their life. And how many of them were losing the battle of life. How they were bogged down with sin and shame in their life. And it wasn't until they came to the realization that they had to surrender their life to the Lord. That there was hope for a better day or for a victory in Christ Jesus in their life. And we often say that, you know, the best day of our life is when we gave our life to the Lord, we surrendered our life, and we repented of our sins, and we wanted to be baptized. That's one of the most glorious days of our life. Because that represents the beginning 
the beginning of our life with Christ. Our beginning of that victory when the Lord forgave us of our sins and he washed our sins white as snow, the scripture says. And we came up a new creature in Christ Jesus. And all the past sins that we've committed before the Lord, all the things that we've done wrong, the scripture says that the Lord remembers them no more. Amen? How, how wonderful is the mercy and the forgiveness of God. And he, he says that your sins will be removed as far as the east is from the west. That he is a merciful God, he is a forgiving God, and he is one that wants to begin to work with you in your life. Victory in Christ begins with surrendering, brothers and sisters, our life to the Lord. And it's not just the day of our baptism, but each day it's surrendering to the Lord. Just as the Lord Jesus Christ throughout his ministry, he surrendered his will to the will of the Father. In so many things, in all that he said, in all that he preached, it was the words of the Father. And he surrendered his will that he would go to the cross of Calvary, as he said in the Garden of Gethsemane, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. That all that the Father had given the Son, that he was acceptance of it. That there would be a victory in the end. That he would be victorious over the grave and victorious over death that he would rise on the third day, that the stone would be rolled away, and that he would sit forevermore, eternally, on the right side of the Father. This is the victory that he showed us, and it came through surrendering. And you know, it's not our nature to surrender. I remember sometime my brother and I, we got into some vicious fights growing up. And even though it was in my best interest to surrender, it's just I had a zeal to keep on going. And it was all for naught. My brother was, what, nine years older than me. I didn't have a prayer or hope. He was going to win, no matter what I did. And so it's in our best interest as humans that we surrender our lives over to the Lord. And that we allow him to take the lead as he is the good shepherd, brothers and sisters. He is the good shepherd and that we are his sheep here below. The sheep never take the lead. The sheep always follows the good shepherd. The sheep is obedient to the shepherd. The, the sheep looks at the shepherd as the great protector that their life and their safety is all in the hands of the shepherd. And I hope that we just realize that the Lord used that comparison, that we are free as human beings to do and to say and to act and to plan our life the way we would like to. But I hope that we would realize that after we surrender our life to the Lord, that the more 
we look to Christ. And the more we read the word of God, the more we surrender our will to the will of the Father, that the more victorious that we're going to be in this life, the more successful we're going to be, that God actually wants to lead us in a path that would give us life and life more abundantly. And he knows the right path for everyone in this room. He knows the right path through all his creation. And being the loving and the good God that he is, he doesn't force us on that path. He gives all of us the free choice to make whether or not that we want to walk upon that path and whether or not we want to be obedient to him. I, I think of so many things in my life because these were the teachings that uh, my mother and father gave us as a young boy. And every time I see my mom, she, she still gives me some teachings. <laughs> She's 92 years old. And I had an opportunity to spend a little time with her. And she still tells me some of the things that she's told me when I was a young man. And, and I imagine she'll tell me until the day that the Lord calls her uh, out of this life and with him. But, you know, my mom used to tell me, she says, if everything is going wrong in your life, just all the natural things, doesn't matter what it might be, if it's all going wrong, she says, Brian, if you love the Lord and if you're serving the Lord with all your heart and soul, you should never fear. You should never be unhappy. He says, you should always focus that God is in control of your life and that he will bless you regardless of what might happen. But it's good, brothers and sisters, friends, that whatever decisions that we make in this life, that we look unto the Lord, that he might guide us in some way, he might direct us. You know, the Lord has a multiple ways to speak to us, sometimes through reading a scripture. That's the answer. Sometimes through prayer, we have inspiration on how God wants to lead us. You know, sometimes a brother will say something in a sermon that will just touch our heart. It will be the answer that we need in our life. God is looking for us to be victorious in this world. He says, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You are the children of God. You are heirs and join heirs with Christ to the blessings that he has both in this life and in the life to come. He looks to us that we might have this victory in our lives. I uh, have often said I came from a very modest family and a family though that taught us to pray, uh, to seek the Lord and he would direct for good. Many times I wanted the answers from my parents and many times my parents would say no. We're not going to give you the answers. Let the Lord give you the answers. And they taught us to pray and to have faith and to wait upon him. And you know, um, I was finishing up college, and um, I was working for a very wealthy family that uh, had great means and owned malls uh, throughout the United States. And actually, my cousin, Brother Frank, 
uh, was working for the same place. And back then, this is, this is really going to amaze you, especially our young people going to college. I mean, if you worked hard in the summer, you could probably pay for your entire year of college, along with the books. <laughs> I mean, that's how far back that goes. It's impossible today because things are so expensive. But my goal in working was that I could pay for my schooling and I could go to camp out because I always enjoyed going to camp out. And that, that was my whole goal of working. Um, but at the end of my four years, um, the owner of this uh, firm, uh, the wife and the husband spoke to me and said, Brian, we, we have plans for you. And um, they said, would you like to go to law school? And I said, yes. I said, I'd like to go to law school. That sounded exciting to me. And um, he says, well, we can arrange that for you. And she had several homes on her property. She says, we have a little house here for you. You could stay at. You can continue to work for our company. And after you graduate, you could work full-time as an attorney. Now, this is all falling on the ears of a relatively poor individual growing up, not realizing what would lie ahead in his life. But you can just imagine how this sounded to me. Like, I was driving home. I felt like I was on the highest mountain. I, I just felt like, what more could I ask for? And you know, uh, when reality set in, uh, I felt like I better start praying to see if this is what the Lord wants. Is this a victory for me, or is this going to lead me in the wrong path? Even though it sounded so good, and a lot of things sound good to us, don't they? Especially as young people, some things look so good. We would think naturally with our eyesight that... It's the right direction to go into, but again, are we willing, even on the good things, are we willing to seek the Lord? Are we willing to surrender and let him have the final say of the important decisions in our life? And thank God I did that, and uh, that night I had a, a, an experience where I actually saw ourselves on the ground of this family that owned all this wealth, all, all this land, and it was a huge party. And uh, I was like the server. <laughs> I had a tray, I had hors d'oeuvres, appetizers, and I was just serving people. And in the midst of me serving, a sister from our church, from our branch in Niles at the time, she says, Brian, she says, I need your help. Could you stop for a moment and help me? And her name was Sister Loretta. I said, oh, Sister Loretta, I said, I've got so much to do here. I said, if you just give me a little time, I'll help you. As, as I would always have helped her. Uh, she was a dear sister that was very close to me. And time went on, and I kept serving. And there were so many people, and I was so busy. And she appeared to me again a second time. She says, Brian, she says, do you have time now to help me? And I said, oh, Sister Loretta, you, you know my heart is to help you. I said, but I don't have the time. I've got too much to do here. 
I said, give me a little more time. And I said, I'll help you. And you know, this happened a third time when the dear sister came up to me and said, Brian, will you help me? And I said, oh, Sister Loretta, I said, I just don't know I have the time to help you with this job. And my dream ended. And I was so convicted from that short experience that the Lord didn't want me to take that offer from that family. And if I had taken it, I realized, brothers and sisters, friends, that I'd be going down a wrong path and I wouldn't have had the time to give to the Lord and to serve him and to help my brothers and sisters and to be active, you know, in what God had called me to do. I realized that that wasn't the victory for me. In fact, it was the wrong road that I would go down. And thank God that I had the strength to surrender because even after the experience, there was so many things that appealed to me that I wanted to pursue. And I never did go to law school. I never did pursue some of those things that I would have had the opportunity. But I can tell you that God has blessed my life and he has been with me. And we have felt and we have seen God's victories in our life in laboring and serving for the Lord. And he has blessed us in a natural way as well as a spiritual way. You know, the Apostle Paul here, uh, he presents so many different challenges in this scripture. And he asks, what is going to separate us from the Lord? And he begins to name all these tribulations and these trials that we could have. Distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, the sword. Many, many of these challenges maybe we've never faced before. But there are real in our life that we have challenges that certainly come upon our path and our service to the Lord. And it's only again through his grace that we can be victorious over these challenges. I want you to know that when we have a challenge, God does not cease to love us. He loves us just the same, even though at times we might feel like the Lord has forsaken us. And he's still on his throne when we have challenges and when we have problems. And he has the same power to help us and to heal us and to get us through the difficult times in our life. And it's up to us to seek him during these times, to, to look unto him for the victory, to seek his will in his face, even in our times of distress and trials. When I think of what these men and women of old did, just to be victorious, to lead a victorious life in Christ, Paul and Silas, they were in prison, and they sang hymns to the honor and glory of God. So much that the prisons opened and they were free. And we could go on with the Apostle Paul in, in what he suffered and how he remained victorious over the obstacles in his day. And many others in the word of God. We should all take time to read of Job and, and what Job endured uh, during his time how he lost family, how he lost wealth, 
uh, how all the things that were important to him, they, they were all removed. And to the point where his wife even turned on him and said, Job, maybe you should curse God and die. And Job was unwilling to do that because he knew the victory was not in the natural things of this life. The victory is in serving God. And so I hope that we will all feel the same sense of victory, that we are serving God in spirit and in truth, and regardless what we may face in this life, that God holds the key to our life. You know, we lost Sister Karen Key. We did, our, we did her service a few Sundays ago. And um, I, I have to say, I, I love this sister very much. She, uh, sister in St. Carlos, and she fought m multiple myeloma for 10 years. She was afflicted. But you know, you, you would never know she was afflicted because she always came to church. She never complained about her situation. Uh, her, her focus was on other people, that God would call her family and God would call others for the church. And she routinely gave her testimony uh, to those that were lost in sin. And I don't understand why this affliction came upon this woman. We loved her so much and we saw her value. But we also saw that during this time of affliction, she lived a victorious life. So much that uh, she shared the gospel and reminded her son of all the teachings that she gave him. And you know, one Sunday before she passed away, her son got up. And he says, you know, my mom reminded me of all the godly teachings in my life. And he says, today, I want to surrender my life to the Lord. And she had a chance to witness that. And not only her son, uh, but his wife surrendered her life to the Lord as well. And she was rejoicing to see that her family now had given their life to the Lord. And I think... 13 or 14 of her family members, they're all a part of the church there in St. Carlos. And sometimes we wonder, Lord, why does she have to suffer those things? You know, why do trials come or temptations come? Oh, that we might see the victory even in those things that are difficult for us. You know, I, I had one experience uh, quite a while ago I'm going to end with this. Um, a man came to my door, and uh, his shirt was all torn, and I could see that he had many wounds. Um, and, and I was so taken back by that. I said, come in. And I remember him coming into my house and getting my medicine uh, chest that I had there, and I started applying some medicine to the wounds that this man had. And... and I didn't say a word to him, and he didn't say a word to me in the experience. I was just taken back by his situation. I wanted to help him and, and, and try to soothe these wounds that he had. And you know, after I finished, I asked the man, I said, where did you get these uh, wounds? And he began to tell me, he goes, I'm the Apostle Paul of old in the experience. And he says, the Lord found me worthy to suffer for his name. 
And I wanted to ask him so much more and talk to him, but my experience ended. And I realized that was the attitude of many of our brothers and sisters of old, that they were happy even when afflictions or trials or temptations came their way, that they were found worthy to suffer for the name of Christ. They were determined that they would continue to live a life of victory in Christ, regardless what came their way and what they would experience. What a great lesson for you and I, that we might be victorious in Christ. Let me just read this last verse. I was thinking of this as I was pondering Brother Doug and Sister Christine's uh, baptism. And now, my beloved brethren, after you've gotten into the straight and narrow path, I would ask is all done. These are the words of Nephi. Behold, I say unto you, nay. That's just the beginning now of the victory. That's not the end, it's the beginning. I, I would ask, is all done? Behold, I would say unto you, nay, for ye have not come thus far, save it were by the word of Christ, with his unshaken faith in him, relying wholly upon the merits of him who is mighty to save. Wherefore, he says, you must press forward with a steadfastness in Christ, having a perfect brightness of hope and a love of God and of all men. Wherefore, if ye shall press forward, feasting upon the word of Christ, and endure to the end, behold, thus saith the Father, ye shall have eternal life. How true these words are for each and every one of us, that we will be the victors if we hold steadfast in the ways of the Lord. May God bless you. This is our prayer. Good morning again. I truly enjoyed the message of our brother this morning. And if it's one thing that I took away uh, from the beautiful experience, I jumped up a couple of verses um, from what Brother, Ryan, Brother Brian read in uh, Romans. And it clarifies it just a little easier in the English Standard Version. It says, Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, he was the one who was raised. And you know, this entire life that we live, there are so many things that are presented in front of us that seem so great and so wonderful. But today, this morning, I want you to understand that life is more than that. That there are promises that the Lord has for you that is more than anything that you have imagined. And there are times when these opportunities present and the world would tell us that go be a lawyer, go take that crown, go do that. But the Lord has something different for your life. That there are things that present to you that you need to take this job, you'll make twice as much money as you, that you would doing the other thing. But if that's not what the Lord wants for you today, there is more than that for you in store. I think even in, even in our own home. You know, my wife had basically climbed the corporate ladder and promotion after promotion and had the whole world at her fingertips at that point. 
in her career. But God's plan was for her to be with our family, to be with our children on a daily basis. You see, it's not about the money. It's not about the title. It's that we might understand that God has something more than that for you. God has something more than money. He has Jesus Christ, which can change your heart. He can change your life. He can bring you joy unspeakable today. Better than anything I've ever experienced at work. Better than anything I've experienced at school. I've experienced through Jesus Christ that I have joy in him when times are good and when times are bad. That is what the Lord is talking about today. Those were the experiences that our brother related. That this life, if you understand who Jesus Christ is, if you have faith in him, if you stay true to him, and you continue in your faith, there is more than that for you today. I'm going to read you one more verse. What we have in store. Revelations, the 21st chapter, the fourth verse. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall be there any more pain. For the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that is overcome shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. I want you to understand today, no matter what trial, no matter what tribulation, no matter how deep in sorrow you think you are today, that there is a time coming if you love Jesus Christ, that if you are faithful to him, he will take your pain away. No matter how much despair you might have, And it might not be what the world tells you is important. It might not be what the, the, the world tells you will make you money, will get you the bigger house, that will bring you more friends and more people to hang out with you. But if you did, as our brother Brian spoke about today, that if you fast and you pray and you ask the Lord, he will tell you. He will give you the answer. And he has something in store for you that is more than that. May God bless you.